I'm John. And I'm Jason. And this is Digital Divination on the No Direction Network. back for episode 80 of digital divination jason how you doing john i'm good how are you <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well we uh, uh spent the weekend at Camino again and uh mm-hmm. kind of nice. had some folks over for dinner played some cards and it's been been pretty relaxing pretty relaxing good good we had our carpet cleaned uh oh. friday afternoon uh, we got like a, a coupon from the uh, 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 like the rental, the, 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 the agency that rents out our apartments. So they, you know, they, they came in and cleaned the living room and, you know, dining room area. So we decided that we would just go spend the night uh, in a hotel. And so we went into sure. Seattle at the university district. We found a hotel that could take the dog and yeah. um, just spend the night there. Had like two, two, two outside meals. Had a very good uh, bond me. And then the next morning for brunch, I had chicken and waffles and it was nice. Very good. And then we brought home some croissants. And I'll, 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 I should just, for everyone listening to, all of that stuff was vegan. So, uh, except the chicken, part so of know. the chicken and waffles, right? Nope. Vegan. Oh, vegan it was chicken. vegan chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What all is good. that like? What is vegan chicken like? T- tasty. I like. I can't. I don't remember what regular meat tastes like anymore. To be perfectly honest. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. It, it's it's got a good you know, texture to it. The the, yeah. the way they do it at this restaurant was very flavorful. Nice. Nice. But it's, yeah, it puts it's, some maple it's, syrup on it. It's so it's not like tofu. It's something else or like plant something. It might be. Or? It's definitely plant-based. It oh, I th- yeah. might. I'm not a hundred percent sure what this um, <laughs> restaurant uses. I think it's Gardein uh, based in some fashion. And Gardein is a sort of a brand of um, like textured protein. I want to say. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I, uh, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm not like my daughter will eat an impossible burger and stuff like that once mm-hmm. in a while, but yeah. most of the vegan stuff she makes is clearly not meat substitute. It's just yeah, vegan. Sure. And I've been a little hesitant to try things like vegan chicken and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I might have to do that. It's pretty good. I mean, I, I think yeah. they've made incredible strides. Um, yeah. there's like now like, like five or six like brands of just chicken nuggets that you can get. Yeah. A lot of them, you know, some of them are better than others, of course. Right. But, you know, but I I like them. Good. No, (laughs) no. Yeah. I will. I will give that a try someday. You do. I mean, like you could do something as easy as going to like Burger King and getting an impossible Whopper. I really like those and they're pretty basic and it's still fast food, but it's, you know, it's tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the, uh, we do a thing too where we occasionally make our own version of the KFC famous bowls. We need to get some mm-hmm. like vegan popcorn, chicken, mashed potatoes, gravy, corn, all that. And that's 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 a bunch of slop that's just like yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, so for the last several episodes, I, I you know, actually I it was um it was, was it? sometime Back in February, we said, oh, we're going to talk about wow. the Starfinder comic. Sure, yeah. 
and we got sidetracked. And then sure enough, they announced new comics. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought now we should get back to talking about uh, Starfinder comics and maybe let's do it. Look ahead a little bit to what's mm-hmm. coming yeah, out yeah. Uh, down the road. So I was fortunate enough. I had mentioned to you that I would talk to uh, our mutual friend Scott Kime, and and sure enough, he had uh, he has all the Spiral of Bones uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. editions. Yeah. In fact, he has two sets of everything cool. except for the first edi- uh, copy um, episode one. What do you call that? Uh, issue uh, one. volume one, issue yeah, one, volume one, go. yeah. Yeah, so he doesn't have two copies. So I think he offered to give me the rest. But I I think I'll give them back to him. I mean, it's not, okay. They're yeah, like yeah. all in mint condition. I'm I'm thinking, man, he they still have. To, what's that? This, do they still have the maps inside? Yes, they're still the, the maps posters. inside. They're still yeah. attached and everything. Same. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, neat. So anyway, I had a chance to read through them. Uh, I read through all the Pathfinder parts and and the Starfinder parts as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're they're kind of interesting. What what, yeah. what were you involved in all this when they came out? I, I was. Um, I mean, we were working on Starfinder, of course. Um, and this is pre- the first one came out pretty early ish in the Starfinder timeline. Uh, but around that time, um, somehow for some reason, I got asked uh, a, a bit back that like each of these comics just go back. Each of these comic books uh, is from Dynamite, but mm-hmm. uh, Paisa would always publish like. A little bit of uh, setting lore and a little like extra rules or a like, right. little tiny right. mini adventure in there. Um, and so I, at some point I was asking, hey, do you want to write these? Uh, so I wrote a, I've written a fair number of them. I would say like four, two or three arcs, you know, mm-hmm. five volume, five issue sets where I wrote stuff in the back. And it would just be like eh, rewrite. Celtiel's backstory and then and then do a little adventure that's sort of vaguely based on what the comic book is about, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so I did write the back matter essentially for these. Um and they're all sort of vaguely related to so the the spiral of bone stuff is about um right. <clears throat> the afterlife and the the, the river mm-hmm. of souls and, and stuff like that. So I did some stuff on river souls, the demons and and whatever and uh that's always neat. I I'm technically uh, in a bunch of comic book, but like my name isn't anywhere uh, and that, like, even not even in like the opening credits, you know. Right, but yeah, right. uh, but I'm technically a comic book, not a comic book writer, but a writer for comic books. Yeah. So when there's like soliciting for freelance or, or writers or people to to write the back matter for these comics, is it like any other like call or freelance job, or do they specifically ask like developers or people at Paizo say, hey? We're doing this thing and we need some back matter. Can you do it? It was, I mean, it didn't hurt that I was working there. I think that's basically what, what happened. I was, I was working there. It was before I started doing this before I moved over to Starfinder. And I've always just right. sort of going like, Hey, you know, always asking around freelance stuff, you know, does anyone have anything to, that they want written? And it was just pretty much a, it was an easy task basically, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't go out to the wide, you know, freelancer community, they, they kept it pretty internal. It was basically <clears throat> um, because there are, were only a few people who were also just sort of working on the comic books themselves, right? right. At the beginning, it was Eric and Wes Schneider and James Sutter, uh, basically sort of learning. They, 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 they got the opportunity to kind of learn how to write comic books but from mm-hmm. like after Jim Zub uh, wrote a bunch of them, right? Uh, right. Uh, <clears throat> so they took and wrote uh, a couple of those earlier arcs uh, and then 
uh, and then eventually kind of like asked if I wanted to sort of write the back matter stuff. And then uh, eventually Crystal Frazier got to write Spiral of Bones, which is terrific. Mm -hmm. And um, at that point, sometimes, sometimes like uh, uh, I think the one before this was called uh, Pathfinder one was called like Worldscapes or something like that. And that was like uh, written by um, Eric Mona, but he also wrote a lot of the back matter because he wanted to do like, let's do a stat block for Red Sonia and stuff like that. And he wanted to just do all that stuff. But right, for the most part, right, it was right. just sort of like, it was a pretty small clique of uh, of people uh, who who worked on this, and uh, it was pretty much that I was reliable enough that I could get this stuff done pretty quick. And then mm -hmm. when it came through, like that bat, those like back matter pages actually came through our editing process, so I got to mm -hmm. uh, end layout process. So we always got to see that, and I would be in there ready to just sort of tweak everything. So it was just handy that I uh, was uh, was available, and, mm -hmm. and you know, basically, you know, in the office. Yeah, you know, the only I. This is the first ones I've read, right? So Spiral mm. Bones. And, uh, you know, I read through the Pathfinder part, part there. And um, Crystal Fraser did an awesome job. That story oh, is great. So yeah, it's Man. a really good story. Yeah. I, and in fact, um, I actually thought she, her part was better than what Eric wrote for the, for the Starfinder <laughs> That's part. That's fair. The, the Starfinder yeah. one is a little, I don't know, un, a little uneven, I would say. Yeah. A little... Yeah. But it did. It did sort of was pretty early on in the Starfinder right timeline. Um, so there was uh, 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 just sort of spoiler alert. Um, uh, this uh, Starfinder, these, these little Starfinder bonus stories um, have Skittermanders in them, and there right. was a, a little bit still. We were still working on what the right. Skittermander voice was and who they were, and so I think around about this time, I was also writing the first free RPG day. So mm -hmm. for uh, Skitter Shot. 2018 is what it said um, for the copyright on these. So, okay. Yeah, so that's like right after um, Starfinder yeah. was out. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, um, that and honestly, sense. you know, like each of these is only, uh, the, the bonus story in the back is like, is only like four or six pages. Yeah. It's, that's really yeah. hard to get any kind of like anything going. And, you know, it's it's really difficult to write something that condensed. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, I I had just presumed that maybe he'd written the whole thing out and then was just piecing them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that in a way, that's what you do. You you yeah. do write everything. You do know what every every issue is going to yeah. be, but like each of the sections needs to kind of be the same with any, uh, the other comic book. Each of the each each yeah. each issue needs to have be not self contained, but basically you know have a beginning, a middle, and an end. So when you hit the, you know, you know when there's going to be a cliffhanger, and right to make people read the next issue. Right. Yeah. And, and I don't, uh, I'm not meaning to diss on, on Eric Moan. I, I know he, he does a great job on things. I, I think it's just the contrast with, with the length and what Crystal Fraser yeah. did such yeah. depth, you know, the character development and the movie, you know, the artists obviously, obviously have some, some play in that as well, but the story I thought was uh, the spiral bone story was really, really good. And the, and I, and I think just maybe it was just the brevity of the Starfinder one yeah. that, that made it there. But you're right. You really notice that it's early on the artwork, right? You can tell how that's kind of evolved uh, mm -hmm. over yeah. time. Um, the Skittermander, the look has softened quite a bit Definitely, on them. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, yeah. the cuteness factor, I guess, maybe I should say, has gone up more. <laughs> yeah, not more, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, they're 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 essentially nude, which they were. They're in the you know yeah. the alien archive entry. It's there's get a man with a with a with a Solarian sword, and he's basically nude. And then we got to a point where like, well, you know, Skittermander 
people, you know, player characters are going to be wearing armor and stuff. So mm-hmm. what do the, you know, what should they be? How should they be dressed? And you'll see a lot more right. skitter manders right, with right. stuff on them. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what was the purpose of, of doing these? Do you know? I th- think it was just sort of to sh- like show dynamite or just sort of like maybe get a- dynamite didn't want to go all in on a regular sized Starfinder comic book at the time, I think. So, um, and again, this is a, a hazy memory at best, you know, it's 2018. Right. So, uh, it's been a bit. Um, and so, uh, uh, it was just sort of like, well, let's do this little teaser and maybe we'll get that'll prove to dynamite that, you know, things will, a regular one would, would sell or, or be of interest to people. And, you know, I, I don't know how they would have determined that to be perfectly honest, but, um, because you know the sales uh, could have been for the Pathfinder part of it, which you know right, uh, right. was was good, but maybe that was the reason why why they attached it to such a a good Pathfinder story to be like mm-hmm. oh that'll sell and people get their eyes on it and they'll be like maybe they'll there should I don't know if there should have been like a thing and there's in here it was like write dynamite if you want a full length Starfinder comic, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but to be perfectly honest, I think even after this they stopped making Pathfinder stuff. Or there was like one or two brief runs of Pathfinder after this, and and then it just all sort of slowed down to a crawl. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, now you, you kind of mentioned that. So this is this would have been p- based on Pathfinder first edition iconics, sure, yeah. right? Yeah. Just because of the timing, second yeah. edition doesn't come out till later. Now the 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 backstory and the lore of the characters of the iconics. That didn't really change between first and second edition, did it? Not really, no. No. Yeah, so that that doesn't matter so much here. Maybe how they manifest certain abilities might have changed. Maybe. I mean, the thing about, I mean, the thing that the continuity between first edition and second edition of Pathfinder is that it, like, narratively, it kind of has the same continuity, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Ezrin is going to be a wizard and he's going to be able to cast spells and he's going to be of a certain power level, most likely. He's going to have Fireball and Fireball looks the same even if it is mechanically different from pathfinder first and second right. edition right it still is a ball of, you know a fire so uh, i think it, that's why uh, you know that's why you can deal with these comics and 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 really not necessarily know what edition rules yeah are i on. couldn't I tell good. Yeah, yeah yeah reading through them um the interesting thing again some spoilers here reading through the the starfinder uh part of it is you know, they mention um, Aeon Stones and kind mm-hmm. of the collecting them and the power of having a whole bunch of them and whatever for some other reasons in there. Right. Um, I That felt kind of overstated to me I, I or, or mm. something. It just kind of felt odd or forced, I guess, kind of building sure, that yeah. thing uh, into the other supernatural things that happen in that part right, of the adventure. Yeah. But do you think there was some other the reasoning behind that or was there some I, other notion about eon stones i mean not that i remember uh i think it was just sort of the, something to hang the story on i mean mostly the story is kind of focusing on this world and maybe there's some sort of continuity between pathfinder and starfinder those eon stones you know like that is something that is both in both worlds um so uh, maybe there was some attempt there that that would have been more of a payoff later on. They're like, oh, we'll have more of these and they'll have more stuff that they do or something. You know, that was never really talked about, but um, 
you know, it's 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 a mystery to me as well. I mean, it, yeah, it could have it could have been anything, honestly, yeah. right? Uh, anything else? So, uh, a any kind of MacGuffin for the baddie to try to get their hands on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's a it's a pretty common story, kind of the yeah. the distress signal lure and having yeah, you know yeah. collecting things for some supernatural reason and stuff like that, you know? So I, I, I mean, that can make sense. And that happens to be the motivator for it. It just is interesting. And, and one of the issues I ran into was just kind of um, understanding the flow of the story because it, I, I got lost in there for part of it. And they did a good, they did a good job kind of recapping, mm-hmm. you know, with the next episode to, to fill you in a little bit as to what happened in, in the previous issue. Uh, I mean, they, you know, it's not going through the whole thing, but they would sure. have some what I would call explanatory dialogue, you know, yeah. to to yeah. to just in case you you didn't read the previous one. Um, when I reread this uh, recently, uh, if we said we were going to talk about these, it, I think there's a couple points where um, attribution of dialogue is maybe a little off or. Mm who they're referring to is, is, oh, maybe in the, is confusing. Okay. That's probably why you're confusing. Cause at some point yeah. they're talking about a certain Skittermander here right. and there, but also that, that Skittermander appears to be the one that's talking or isn't, you know, it's, 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 it's a little confusing. The Skittermanders do kind of blend a little together. Right. Right. Um, right. uh, there's supposed to be one. And I, I think there may have been some, some, some mispronoun use or something like that. They okay. made it like, maybe that was causing me that problem one. Then. Yeah. It might've been what caused you. But I, I, I definitely noted something odd about that. It, it, this time around. Okay. Well, the interesting thing, so that, that was the story kind of showcased yeah. a little bit, you know, about Starfinder. I think the interesting thing though, is the announcement uh, in February that. Yeah. What, can They're I gonna come back? One, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. One, fi- one final thing about this Starfinder story is that the um, you can find that the world that Eric could have created for this, this sort of go- haunted ghost world, um, is uh, in a Codex of Worlds later on in a Pathfinder Adventure Path. I think it is actually in uh, Chimera Mystery. Um, oh really? In that. the Starfinder yeah. Adventure Path? Yeah, yeah. In the Starfinder Adventure Path? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that yes. at some point I, I asked him, like, hey, you want to write? Five hundred words on this yeah. planet that, that was in the comic book, and yeah, and so right. so there's a little more history if you want to if you want to oh. learn more about Gadravel, yeah. uh, that's the name of the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Go check out that one. Nice. No, that's yeah. that's I did not. I, you know, I played through Adventures, and that's one I didn't GM, so I had haven't read through the all the back matter on it. Right. Yeah. Usually we it, do back matter if I'm if I'm running. So yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's unrelated to the adventure, but it's yes. there. Right. <laughs> so. No, for sure, for sure. Um, anyway, so in in yeah. February, near the like the end of February, they announced that uh, Dynamite was going to be mm-hmm. uh, running some more, uh, yeah, comics, and they were, they looked like they were going to be Pathfinder and Starfinder. One of the yeah. things that's not clear, they talk about uh, the Pathfinder Wake the Dead, so that's going to be kind of the run. And the one of the yeah. um, issues I'm looking at now has uh, the Investigator. I don't know what's the Investigator's name. Quinn. Quinn, that's right, has yeah. Quinn on the cover, um, Ooh, finding nice. some creatures that were in the spiral bones, which I thought was kind of an interesting oh, okay. tie-in. Um, at least they look similar to that. Well, they have a yeah. different uh, different writer, right? This one's going to be Fred Van Lenty. Fred Van Lenty, you know okay, yeah, yeah, I see that. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. 
Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Th- I mean, they talk a little bit about him in this saying that he has uh, been a you know longtime RPG player, uh, but he's also known for writing uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Incredible Hercules, <laughs> Marvel <laughs> Zombies, Archer and Armstrong, the comic book history of comics and more. He's also been a writer for, uh, has been, oh, the writer has been playing tabletop RPGs for years, starting with mm-hmm. the classic Red Box and eventually mm. coming to Pathfinder. Um, so, yeah, so it's kind of, it sounds like it's a real comic book writer. Not not saying sure, that Crystal yeah. isn't, but they're bringing somebody from the comic book industry who right, happens yeah. to be a RPG player. And so this might be something that maybe that's been initiated by Dynamite. Maybe. Rather than I mean, Kaizo. I, don't know. I know that. Uh, so I think Mark Moreland, at least uh, before, uh, uh, before I left, you know, he's kind of in charge of like looking at possibly, you know, starting these up right. again. So he's probably been working on this for a little bit. And right. whether or not he finally got through to, to Dynamite to do this one again, I don't know if he had anything to do with picking uh, uh, the, the author or not, or if, if it was straight. Dynamite. That's always the thing with this. Is like we have. Uh, it was always it was easier, you know, when the author was basically in house with Paizo, right? And they just needed to, to do the you know extra stuff to to to, mm-hmm. to, the, to get the storyboards and keep it keep the continuity good, right? And 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 get the the flavor across. Um, but technically, these are dynamites things. These are dynamites babies, yeah. right? And so it, there was always a lot of talk about like when you know. Some like, oh, what if the path? What if the comic books come back? There's a lot of people who were like, who like Faiso, who were like, you know, Eric and James and Wes got to write comic books, and Crystal got to write comic books. Well, you know, when can any of us get to write comic books? And it was always like, well, we can. None of you have written comic books before, so Dynamite's not going to necessarily want to go for that. But if there's some way they like train this up, you know, there was, there was a lot of back and forth about tr- trying to, you know, get a little extracurricular comic book work, right? Uh, essentially, but. um uh, uh, you know, again, it's it's up to Dynamite who writes these. So about the stories here. So, you know, like in the Star Wars universe, there's been mm-hmm. a lot. Of, there's, you know, in addition to the movies, then they also have the animated series and then they have books and things. And yeah. there's some decision that gets made as to what becomes part of the Star Wars canon for the lore and what doesn't. Now, with uh, with the comics that come out, is there anything like that happens? So do they say, okay, here's here's a bunch of dynamite comics that have told stories about these uh, iconics and what they've done in different places in our world, right? Mm-hmm. Does, does any of that become part of canon that gets written in, or is that just considered a completely separate kind of universe? I, I think it is a little separate. It, it, it's all just sort of it comes from the game setting first like right anything whatever changes made to the to to galarian are probably reflected in this new pathfinder stuff and i i think probably in the new starfinder stuff too it since that one is i believe called like angels of the drift um mm-hmm. i think there's some uh a bit of a tie-in to the drift crisis stuff um i would imagine i would hope mm-hmm. actually um and so uh so but whether or not whatever happens to these the problem is the iconics the iconics are fluid, right? If you look at every adventure path that's happened, the iconics have also taken part of them, right? Like, cause we use them for the art and the, but we never necessarily say in it in one way or the other, unless it's one is a sequel to the one, right? Uh, uh, that Ezrin or, or Valeros or, 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 or Mauricio have 
defeated the rune lords because obviously also we want you the players playing this to say your players are the ones who defeated the rune lords so canon is a tricky subject when it mm-hmm. comes to i think role-playing game iconics and 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 setting um it's 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 both like like super static but also very m- malleable right does that make sense well, i can understand with the iconics themselves right but I do wonder about the the settings, you know. So if like for example in the spiral bones introduces some things, um, some creatures that aren't in Pathfinder already, are they things like like you mentioned with Eric Mona's world, right? Are those things then that actively might be pursued right. to add to the game if they aren't already in there? I think I, th- I think what we try to do is not have that happen that often. Okay. Well, essentially, like, there's so much stuff in the game, you don't necessarily need to introduce a new creature in a comic book, and then or a new spell or a new whatever mm-hmm. you know that a new na- like a comic book isn't going to introduce a new nation to Galarian. We're not going to like suddenly learn more about some place in Arcadia without at first having there been a you know lost omens book about arcadia right right i i I think that's the that's the that's that's the flow of the information the gadgerville thing for starfinder is because starfinder is also just an infinite place and you can also just you know we're constantly you know starfinder was constantly making up stuff that's just never been referenced (laughs) before and then will never be referenced again because the universe is infinite it's really it's way harder to do that in the Galarian setting because that is a finite world and we a lot of it's already been kind of mapped and you know all the stuff so when you think about like a place where you're going to set uh, you know wake the dead i think it says it's set it's set in geb right um right. or something like that most likely we're going to hear about some 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 places in geb that we already know about mechatar or or something like you know that maybe a small village gets introduced with a name because it needs to get destroyed you know like uh, there's also there's always room same with an adventure path it starts off you know we know the big cities the big big the country names and if you need to introduce a place for your adventure to happen a dungeon or a tower or you know a village you can do that because it's so inconsequential and only only consequential to the story right that'll probably be something that stuff that can happen i think in a comic book doesn't necessarily need to translate back to unless we really want Mm -hmm. to but uh, it's going to be up to like people like Mark Moreland to keep all of that straight. Uh, oh, really? Something so he is interested. Well, he's brand right, um, brand guy, a brand guy, right? So yeah. he's going to be basically giving any information to the people who's writing this to to okay. to, to Fred or whatever it was Fred, Fred yeah, Fred, yeah. saying, "Oh, this is Lem. He's a gnome. He's a bard. He plays a flute." Like. You don't don't show them playing guitar. Don't show them think right. right that right, those are right, sort of right. you know brand stuff. But then if you uh, and then and then the, maybe the writer will be like, I need to go to a a place that has a you know a you know a village on a hilltop that has a church or something like that. It's like, well, we're here in this country. Maybe this will work. Has this name work for you? Whatever. Oh, you need to create a new one. That's fine as long as it's not A B or oh, C. Oh, so or there whatever. is some some yeah. give and take. There like might that. be. I, I'm yeah. I'm you know I'm speculating to be perfectly honest um oh. because <laughs> you know um yeah. i only know so i was only sort of tangentially involved like but you know like yeah. like but but any huge thing like um like with spiral bones like the river of souls works the way it works in the setting it you know crystal's not gonna didn't like create a new cycle pump for oh, instance, right right and, and i guess what i wonder there so 
Crystal was very knowledgeable about all the lore. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And even if somebody's played a bunch, like they say that Fred's played a bunch, he might not have that same depth of knowledge. And so that's why I was kind of wondering then. So maybe he introduces some some, some big brand name monsters, right? Everybody knows who they are. And then maybe introduces some other things. Um, So... Yeah, it'd be inter- I guess it'll be interesting to see, or maybe here down the road, I might have to interview Mark, actually, he's somebody on my list, to sure, see yeah. what type of interaction there is with somebody yeah. who's kind of outside the company, who's not under direct control over a developer, because right? yeah. Dynamite's their thing, right? Yeah, Dynamite's their own thing, but, would they, but, but it's, since it's a license... Like there mm-hmm. is definitely a little bit like we get, you know, Mark Moreland will get to see the sketches of these covers before they came out. Right. So like if you look at this one cover uh, for for Wake the Dead, there uh, is a bunch of uh, it's got Sejan and, 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 and Harsk and, and, and Sela and Quinn and, and, and Lem there playing and he's playing. And there's these guys, these these monsters coming at them and they look like they're flayed skin and then look like maybe they're inside a big uh, rib cage. Right. Mm. I, uh, I happen to be uh, re- uh, reading uh, Book of the Dead um, uh, for my own fun and purposes. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, that's definitely uh, it's like called an Acorch or an Excorian, one of those two skinless guys, right? Mm. Most likely there's something like, oh, we need some cool monster that's about maybe it's, you know, this this challenge rating or whatever. Um, and then Mark Moran was like, well, try these guys, you know, and then providing the artist with images of these things so that they can draw them properly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that that people like me who are know the deep lore can recognize them right away right so that that's mm-hmm. important to 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 marketing and branding and all of that yeah. licensed stuff now it's, what's interesting so you mentioned that what's also interesting though is the style is you know uh, artists for pathfinder and starfinder have to follow a very specific style and look yeah is they're doing much, it yeah this is very much a comic book style. This cover that you just, yeah. you just mentioned here, you know, I'm looking at Harsk and uh, you know, looking at all of them, and it's much more, uh, much more like a comic than than what I see, like you know, mm-hmm. Wayne Reynolds drawing kind of thing. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of uh, interesting. Um, yeah. So. Um, to move on to like Starfinder stuff, of course, the, we're talking about that. Like that's actually, and speaking of someone who does know things, uh, uh, the Angels of the Drift uh, run is being written by James Sutter, who was mm-hmm. pretty instrumental in the creation of Starfinder. Um, and um, you know, we look at that first cover. It we've got Obazaya and we've got a Dragonkin. You know, like it's recognizable. There's skyscrapers and whatever, but it's definitely recognizably Starfinder, right? And right, right, right. Uh, uh, and you know, while you know, uh, James has not been you know with Paizo for a little bit, but he's at least you know, written some adventures here and there, and kept it up. Probably kept, hopefully, kept up with the lore that when he's you know whatever we probably gave him a bunch of the drift crisis stuff. If this has something to do with drift crisis, and said, oh, you know, let's work on a story um, mm-hmm. together, and then then and then we sort of you know Mark Moreland gets to approve that, and then you know, but but whatever it's going to be, it's going to be more um, definitely in, in tune with what Starfinder is oh, i uh, would hope actually now that you mentioned that is there a new creature in the drift crisis hardcover called angels of the drift i don't remember now honestly or it might be it's not it's not 
that's not their name, but they're ref- often referred they might to as that. Be. Yeah. I'm, uh, that sounds vague. No. Yeah. Could be. It, it sounds vaguely familiar when they mention that. Um, I, but I might have to dig through the list of creatures and look at their descriptions again. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't quite remember. Oh, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm now. I think I, I, I know what it is. You think you remember what they're called? No, I, I, I'm vaguely. There's a, there's a creature that inhabits the drift. Um, there's a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it starts with an S. Darn it. The spectra, was, uh, yeah, spectra. The spectra. spectra. Oh, the, those are the drift outsiders, basically, right? Yeah. Right, so, right. right. So, also? I'm wondering if the spectra might be. I, again, we I don't mean, know. Probably, anything. I mean, we, we don't, don't know, know anything about yeah. this, but all we know. Yeah. Um, the, I'm just sort of looking at the, the looking at what it says. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the description of the first volume is a bold crew of adventurers must race to an isolated world to stop a catastrophic war for faster than light technology. Okay. That makes, I think that definitely makes it think about the drift crisis. Cause there's a lot right. of like, pro, you know, like they, the drift is, is broken. So the people are trying to get new faster than light technology. Right. Um, in the science uh, fantasy universe of best-selling Starfinder role-playing game, five down and luck mercenaries sign on to help a robotic avatar of the hyperspace dimension most likely a spectra. They're very right. robotic and yes. they're from the hyperspace being drift, um, bring starship technology to a previously uncontact, uncontacted planet, breaking the prime directive right there. Love it. Um, but with sinister forces bent on exploiting the new world, it'll take all the heroes, guns, wits, and magic to make it off their space station alive. I don't know what that means exactly, but we'll find out. Yeah. So, that, so that's what I was thinking is that, yeah, you that might be the angels yeah. of the drift. The the, spe- the spectra kind of makes sense for that. And and the only reason why I remember this is when I was writing, I was writing up. Um, I, I got to write a couple of the adventure hooks, and mm-hmm. yeah, one yeah. of them I was uh, looking to involve uh, a spectra in there, and uh, I was possibly going to stat one out then i realized somebody else was already there was already adventure specifically yeah. with a spectra so i spent all this time statting out a new spectra <laughs> and then say like, oh wait a second there's an adventure hook that specifically requests the spectra so i did i had to do a, a different i did a islanti uh infiltrator instead oh yeah that's um, good yeah if but, yeah if you um go to uh the sort of uh archives of nethys sort of yeah. what spectra are description the very yeah. last sentence says uh these rare but emerald acts have earned aspectas which are a type of uh, spectra the nickname yeah. drift angels among right. those who regularly right. travel through this you are 100 percent correct on that yes that's where i was remembering it yeah and i see that good right now. good thinking Whew, boy we well, did it that. we cracked the case yeah but what now We've used the information that they've provided mm-hmm. to give a little insight into the story. I'm glad uh, you're all should be so lu- you're so lucky to hear this, everybody, right now. How we're just digging in, we're, we're sifting through because yeah. I don't, I, I know next to nothing about this comic. Yeah, me neither. Honestly. Yeah, it's, it, it's it, a dynamite it, thing. I, well, no, but but you know, I to be, I know what I do know is that I know that it was started to be talked about. Uh, uh, mid last year, right? So there was yeah. that, and that sort of like, well, you know, I I knew the, no, I didn't know they were coming, but I I had had I I had, sp- sp- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I spec I could speculate that they would be coming soon eventually. I'm, I just didn't know yeah. who was involved right, or what it was right. about. Right. Well, cool. 
Now yeah. I think Spectres are, are there. Definitely. <laughs> we're going to get, we're going to get, probably get an, a, a, a Specna. Specifically, yeah, that's they, probably the, the drift angel. A-S-P-E-C-N-A, Aspecta, mm-hmm. yeah. It's fun to live uh, with the Because A-S-P-E-C-N-A. they're beautiful, fan-like tails and faces that resemble blooming flowers. Okay, yeah. We'll have yeah. to get art for that. No. <laughs> All right. Well, I that's great. Um, yeah. I don't know what else is going to be involved. You know, the interesting thing I, I, I saw in the, in the initial run was they mm-hmm. didn't have all the iconics involved either. Uh, oh, for, for the Starfinder one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, helping us. Um, I mean, there's like, yeah. Now there's a million uh, again, of them. So there's there's a lot of them now. Sure, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and even even when we started, there were seven. Uh, yeah. But like, you know, I think f- even five. It really it's it's three, but then Quig is barely in it. But right. Um, that's too many people for such a short comic right. book right this this yeah. whole the whole starfinder story is maybe one comic book issue long total like total right. 16 pages yeah. so definitely you got you gotta take that cast of characters and just kind of whittle them down to the bone yeah. so you just have yeah. only the necessary well maybe now now the one thing i don't know and they have, have they mentioned is it gonna be a dedicated standalone starfinder or is it gonna be a bonus story like before Oh, the, the new ones? The, those yeah. are full. It's a full run. It's got to oh, be a full, a full run. run. It's completely. Starfinder by yeah, it's, it's Starfinder by itself. It's, 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 it's. Okay, that's, that's definitely right. I was trying to itself. read and I didn't see that. Uh, page count 32. Okay. Uh, on sale June 21st. Well, I can't wait. That's. I can't wait either. That's really soon. Two months, two and a half months. It's, it's almost too far away. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Well, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we finally have gotten around uh, to the comics. So Matt Damon. Now I can throw these out. <laughs> what do you want to talk about next time? Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, I don't know. Um, have we? No. Uh, have we? I'm just going to be good, good, good content. Me just going, um, um, um. Well, let, what could let we me talk ex- about? Let, let me say that. Um, one of the things that we did in our our, dev, our our actual play, going through Devastation mm-hmm. Arc, we actually completed it on Tuesday. Oh well, at level well done. twenty. Uh, it was very exciting. Um, good, good, good. Now, the thing is, we're like, so I've just posted episode seventeen. No, on tomorrow, Monday, episode All seventeen right. of our Devastation Arc gets posted. The last episode we recorded was forty-four, which means I have twenty-seven more episodes to post before we get to the end and we post two a month. That's, that's over a year <laughs> until, until I get Goodness. to do the final end. And the thing is, I, I got to tell you at level 20, we had so much cool stuff we could do. Nice. We had so much cool stuff. Nice. I, I really, I liked it. One of the, uh, you know, I have a level 20 Vanguard and one of its abilities, it's even not its final ability, but one of its abilities is invulnerability. <laughs> And it's like, why not? That that is really that is that is really cool. Um, but anyway, so we had a lot of fun with the the, the, the final thing there. Um, I guess the only thing I I'm, I might say is maybe we could talk something about uh, starting or playing or something at different levels. So uh, of Starfinder, because I'm also playing to defy the dragon, which is level ten. Right. 
right? Mm -hmm. Started in level 10. Uh, I just finished up Devastation Arc, which is level 20. And I'm actually starting a new game, but it's Pathfinder. So it doesn't work. But start, you know, you can talk about starting but, new games at low level. I I, I recently started um, Five Fear Die. So I'm at low level right now. I'm oh, there, at there you level. go. So we can talk about that. Yeah. So maybe talking about um, building characters and, and building backstories and stuff at different levels, something like that for Starfinder. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Why not? We'll give that a go. <laughs> I don't make a whole lot of characters, so I, uh, in general, so I, I'm like, yeah, I, I can, I could, I can, theory craft a bunch, but I don't have but a lot. But the ones of, you make, you put so much love and detail in. Sure, we'll say that it's true. <laughs> uh, I, I just spent uh, for my, um, we're going to be playing. Uh, actually, it's a, it's a homebrew we're playing, a Pathfinder homebrew, and I'm, I'm playing a. a Magus? Magus? How do you say Magus? Magus? How do I say Magus? Magus. Magus. So I'm rolling a Magus. Never played one before. I wanted to to, to nice. do that. So I actually mm -hmm. spent several days kind of learning all the ins and outs and and stuff like that. And, and, and it just occurs to me now, and we're starting at third level, right? Okay. It occurs to me, it's the same thing with Starfinder. You know, when you're, when you're coming up and you're intending to play a long run uh, campaign, you know, it's not like just whipping up a character for society play. It's more like, hey, you know, this is, I'm pretty involved in the backstory and everything that you're doing. So that's what, that's just kind of what got me thinking about this. Cause I've sure. had to oh, yeah. build, you know, 10th level character I had to build and, hmm. and so on and so forth. So, all right. Well, unless, unless some other super surprise thing comes out, well, we'll give that. Yeah. A Who knows? <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Nothing. I was just trying to, I, I was going to, it's something I might need to tell you after. <laughs> so oh, Okay. Well, you have a yeah. secret thing that we could talk about. All right. We'll do, we'll, we'll do that after. Well, I'm John. And I'm Jason. And this has been Digital Divination.